This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning, everybody, here on this Saturday, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Got the full show, so we're taking phone calls to 11 o'clock. Dave Grosby joining us at 1030 and so uh, everything's all planned out here, all set to go. But let's start out with headlines. Well, the news is bad. We find out uh, yesterday from Pete Carroll that uh, Russell Wilson is going to go on injured reserve because of his injured finger. And also looks like Chris Carson is going to go on injured reserve because of, because of his bad neck. Of course, team has already left to go to Pittsburgh to uh, go play the Steelers. They're doing it now without their top running back, their top Fullback also, Cedric Aboye is not going to be able to play because of bicep injury, so they'll lose their uh, backup swing tackle. So things on offense don't look. You know how bad things are on defense. So right now this team's in trouble. Arizona Cardinals made a trade for Zach Ertz uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles, a tight end. All they had to give up was a player. Nobody who knows who he is. And then also a fifth-round pick uh, in 2022. Uh, but in the meantime, things aren't good for the Cardinals right now. Still don't know if Chandler Jones is going to be able to play. He's in COVID-19. We do know that Cliff Kingsbury and a couple of the coaches are going to be out. There's a couple other players out, so they're really hit by COVID. And I was just looking at their list. I mean, they've had so far more than like 20 players or 20 instances where players not been able to or at least had some kind of a COVID-19. Now, like in the case of Chandler, it was a positive test. So, again, he very well might not be able to play tomorrow. So they, they could be in trouble in this game coming up. They're 5-0, and off to an amazing start. You know, as far as everything else in the National Football League, weird story out of Washington, you know, because of all the uh, emails and things like that. Jeff Pash, who is the uh, league's lead counsel, and the main negotiator uh, who does such a good job in the labor negotiations basically favored a lot of things for Bruce Allen, the former general manager president of the Washington football team, you know, basically saying, hey, if it, you know things are going wrong, I'll fix it up. Uh, took away one fine that could have happened and also took away uh, a couple other penalties. And so that we'll see where that goes with the league. Still, the only thing that's been happening to the Washington football team is a big fine. And Dan Snyder had to step aside, at least from running the team, but he gave it to his wife. So not any real big thing. And you got 40 women right now who said the environment was just so bad that uh, it was just ridiculous uh, there, you know, because of all the chauvinism and all the different stuff. And so, uh, yeah, not good for Washington. Those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. Hey, Mr. Clayton. How are we doing this fine Saturday morning, my friend? Good. How are you? Oh, doing just great. Just great. Speaking of that Washington football team, mm-hmm. with those with those 31 first-round draft picks on, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, I, you know what I like, Jim, Jack Del Rio and, and, and Riverboat Ross. Yeah. I mean, what is the problem with is, is that just that, that cloud hanging over that team that's causing that problem? I don't know. I mean, it's like, to me, it's baffling because last year they were the second best defense in football. And uh, 
looked great. Now they're the second worst defense in football. How do you go? I mean, of course, we've watched a lot of teams in the league go from up to down this year because of the crazy year that it is. But to me, I just find that baffling. Yes, I find it very, very just strange that they're having those issues right now. And they can't just get from in front of themselves. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we talked about that Mm -hmm. during all season. Was he going to be the guy? I mean, he's out right now. It's just. He has a chance to come back too, right? Yeah, he, it was like it was a hip injury that was probably six to eight weeks. So he may be oh, back. Okay. Yeah, he may be back in another couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. It's just unbelievable. And, and the team they're playing Sunday, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, Steve Spagnuolo orchestrated some pretty good defenses. They won Super Bowls against some good New England Patriot teams. Right. But I mean, geez, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I mean. That's a problem for them. It is. And then Chris Jones, their best defensive player, he's going to miss his second consecutive game. So, yeah, they've got they've got issues. Yes, they do. They can't get from in front of their own face, too. No. I mean, that's another problem. If, you, if you, you don't have the ability to stop anybody. I mean, Buffalo just looked like it was just pitch and catch out there. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And, of course, I mean, yeah. Frank, Frank Frank Clark's had injuries, and, of course, he hasn't been able to hardly do anything this year. True. I mean, there's no pass rush coming out. We're not, we're not Chris Jones there. There's mm-hmm. no pass rush coming over there. That's the problem for Kansas City. Do you still look at them as being a contender? Well, I mean, I still give them a chance because they got Patrick Mahomes. And just like yeah. any any time you have a great quarterback, I mean, the great quarterback can bounce back and get you back in. But right now, I mean, the division looks like it may be heading to the uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I think the L.A. Chargers have the leg up on it, the way Justin Herbert is playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's playing at a high level. He's got some good receivers. The defense is not that bad, you know, as far as that's concerned. I mean, it was a shootout over there with Cleveland, mm-hmm. you know, which was a real good game. It was a big-time shootout. Both teams didn't play in a good defense. But right. they showed you the power that they have on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Both teams, you know, speaking of like you said, Arizona with the COVID, did they actually fly out the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I'm sure they did. I mean, because yeah, not, they're not going to postpone the game or anything else because you know if you can't mm-hmm. play the game, then both teams don't get paid. Yeah, and, that's and true. It, so, and, it, and it's a forfeit. Yeah. Well. You know, that, that that's a hindrance right there with Arizona going there like that. They might get their first loss going to Cleveland. Yeah, very I mean, well. Because it's, yeah, it's a good football team, and uh, you know now they go in. They're not going to have the pass rush because of uh, Chandler Jones, who's you know basically mm-hmm. since going to Arizona has been uh, you know the uh, the best pass rusher period as far as number of sacks. And now he's he's he may not play. We'll see if he does. But no, it's it's a bad situation. Yeah, Cliff King, the, the head coach is not there. A couple other coaches with him too also are not going to make the trip, right? Right. Yeah. COVID nineteen yeah. positive yeah. tests. And again, it's like wow. you, you get a you get a positive test on a Friday. Uh, you know, it could be ten days. And so I, I I don't know who they play next week, but they very well may miss next week's game. Oh wow! Yeah, that's right. You got to get ten days, and you got to have consecutive uh, negative testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be a problem, Mister Cleveland. Flip back to the L.A. Charges. You notice I didn't say San Diego, Mister Cleveland. Yeah, thank you. Get out of that. You're welcome. The L.A. Charges mm-hmm. right, right over there in Baltimore. You know, going yeah. against Baltimore. 
How long can Lamar Jackson keep that up running a team by himself? I I, I just question it because again, it's like you know he's asked to run so much, he's so good, but at some point, don't you get hurt? <laughs> you know, the, the good thing I mean, again, you know, he you know he hurt his back when he did the backflip in the end zone. And, uh, you know, that kind of lingered. I know he missed practice yesterday because of an illness. And, uh, you know, at some point, I think it catches up to you. You know, I'll tell you this, Mr. Clinton. The good thing about him and a guy like Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. they don't take too many big-time hits when they run. When they run, they, they, they slide. Right. They get out of bounds. They do things to avoid, you know, collisions. Mm-hmm. Not like you say the backs with that, you know, that'll hurt you back. Yeah, don't do that. But it's just to say, it, it, it's taking a gap. Don't get me wrong. It's entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. But like you said, sometimes somebody's going to connect you, and it's not going to be a nice, nice connection. Right. So, I mean, they, they can take it as far as they can with him, you know, orchestrating the way he's orchestrating mm-hmm. right now. You know, yeah. yeah you know, that ought to be a really good game, them and them the Chargers. Oh, no doubt. It's, I mean, again, you got two teams that are playoff teams, two teams that are at the top of the AFC. Now, again, uh, we we've been very fortunate because there's been some really good matchups. Uh, yes. Yeah, had more than one each week, and of course, you know, here we are. Uh, this is the first week where we have you know a bye week, and four teams aren't playing, and you got uh, mm-hmm. you know two teams that are terrible over in London right now, Jacksonville and Miami. You know they're going to play, yeah. and that'll be at six thirty in the morning. Yeah, you, you know, look right quick on that game there. I, I think I think Jacksonville might get their first win, Mister Clayton. Mm, I'm not confident anything Urban Meyer does. I'm not confident. You know, look at it this way. I'm just going particularly yeah. with the quarterback. You look at you look at the Lawrence kid against Tua Tonga Valor. Mm-hmm. Now he's coming back off an injury. Yeah. You know, uh, is he a consistent guy to you? Uh, he's, yeah, I mean, he's okay. I mean, he's, he's been average. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the Lawrence kid, actually, even in all those losses, He's, he's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. He's a good, yeah, you know, I'm just looking at it from that perspective. Right. Like, can Miami clean up what they did the week before when they played Tampa Bay? I know Tampa Bay is a different animal, but I think I think Jacksonville can explore a couple of things on that, on that team that Miami is, is lacking mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I mean, the little, what about the little undrafted running back over there, Jacksonville? This guy's putting up some pretty good numbers. You're talking about James Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, but again, it's like, but the stupidity of uh, you know, uh, Urban Meyer, it's like, okay, so here you have a, you, they, you, you're a franchise, you luck into an undrafted rookie, he gains over a thousand yards, you can see he's a good runner, and what do you do with your first round pick? You take a running back. <laughs> I mean, understandable. understandable. I mean, it's like, I'm come on. You, you're saying the truth. I'm just laughing because you're saying the truth. Tommy. I mean, you got this kid Robinson. He's playing real good football, mm-hmm. and, and he's going to take uh, ATN from Clemson. Right, and ATN is out right now. Robinson is carrying the workload for you right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. He's doing a pretty, and he's doing a really good job of it. You know, and it, 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 just, it, it might. It, I mean, it's not one of the more uh, sexy games of the week, but it's just a game that I, I, I just think they might have a chance. They might. They might, yeah, yeah because Miami's played so poorly. Yes. That, I'm going to tell you again, there's two teams treating Mr. Clayton, Minnesota and Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that could be a pretty, you know. That could be, that could be good, yeah. 
Yeah. It does look that Dalvin Cook looks like he is going to be able to play. Oh, wow. That that ought to be interesting. Now, that's even more. I mean, uh, you know, Chris McCaffrey is not playing. Right. And Sam Donald kind of reverted back to his own self the other day there, Mm -hmm. you know, just letting them all just fly everywhere he wants to fly, which is not good. Right. Minnesota is starting to tighten the screws on the defensive side of the ball, too. Mm-hmm. They got a couple of players came off IR, and they're playing pretty good football right now. Yeah, so yeah. that ought to be intriguing. One thing, why is Dallas? The Dallas Cowboys last year was the case. I think they won six games, right? Yeah. Or something like that. Why do they get so many primetime games? Well, because, again, the, the it's and basically you notice that uh, it's not just Dallas – but it's teams in the NFC East. Okay, so the, the teams in the NFC East tend to get good ratings. And, you know, uh, why is that? Well, you, you've got Dallas. You've got the New, New York market. You've got the Washington market. I mean, you've got good big markets. And so because of that, you know, they tend to, uh, you know, draw night games. Because, again, you, you figure there's a competitive division, which, of course, last year was a horrible division, but it was competitive. And, you know, like you know, the Giants, of course, I mean, uh, you, you, you know, so with, with New York covered and Dallas covered and, you know, all those different cities covered, it's like it's, uh, it's one where they tend to – Philadelphia is a big market. So it's like that's why they get the uh, Monday night games and the night games. Now, even the primetime games on Sunday, because just looking at the schedule, you got the you got the Chargers against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That could be that 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 putting that primetime slot instead of Dallas and New England. I mean, which one do you think would be the better game that you want to put the TV on to? Well, yeah, it's saying. like yeah, but but also you looked at the Chargers last year. Now there's six wins with Anthony, uh, Anthony five wins I think with Anthony Lynn. And so mm-hmm. you know, when you're putting the schedule together, I mean, you don't know. Uh, how everything's going to come together. And so certainly things have come together for the Chargers with Brandon Staley as the head coach, but you can't anticipate that, you know, in back in, you know, uh, March and April when you're, you know, picking the games and putting the schedule together. Yeah, understandable. I think you just anticipate Dallas would be good every year. Yeah. I mean, geez. <laughs> they get more Monday night in primetime games than ever saw. And the team has never won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Yeah, agreed. I just, yeah, I'm just saying. Chargers and Raiders, Mr. Clayton, that would be a pretty good one, too, my that, that should be real good, yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see what it's going to be like without John Gruden. That's going to be so different. You know, Denver right now is now starting to worry because, you know, how about the fact that Denver has only 28.4% on third-down conversions? That's the worst in football. I'm stunned. That's not good. That's not good, Mr. Clayton, especially when you get down into when you get down to the meat and potatoes of football. Like, yeah. you know, third-down conversions has got to be real high. Hey, JB, th- JB, thank you for the phone call. We'll talk next Saturday, Mr. Clayton. Have a good weekend, my friend. Okay, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Raider Jim. Hi, John. Hey. <laughs> well, you tell me how you're holding up with the uh, loss of John Gruden. Yeah, the John Gruden era for the Raider Nation is over. And, you know, I mean, we talked about it last week. That first reprehensible email was leaked to the Wall Street Journal, which to me signaled to you and me and everybody that follows sports mm-hmm. that Gruden was on thin ice. 
Right. And then and then the subsequent emails revealed by the New York Times the following Monday were so repugnant, so offensive. So I'm glad Gruden's out, and I'm so relieved he resigned. Mm-hmm. But I also think that people need to take a look at Gruden's record. I mean, even before all these very painful comments were brought to light, Gruden's work was mediocre. I mean, his winning percentage was 40% since winning a Super Bowl game against the team, his former team, the Raiders, built by a team by Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy. I mean, and, and then this just over this past year, you kept telling me and your listeners for at least a year now, you know, you didn't see a plan with the Raiders. And, yeah. You know, Gruden's capacity for personnel moves were suspect, not only in drafts, but in trades. And then uh, and then Peter King earlier this year, before the season started, noted that, noted that, you know, Gruden needed to produce in his second stint or going into his fourth season with the silver and black. And then contrary expectation, the Raiders actually showed some promises, a 3-0 team. I mean, but, John, I think this will take much, much more to recover from the mm-hmm. situation. And, I mean, uh, I mean, last week you and I pondered what it would be like for the Raiders to respond because they had that one loss against the Chargers. Well, they responded like any team of men would in this scenario, out of grief and ineptitude with a flawed leader against a clearly inferior team by losing at home mm-hmm. to, the, to the Chicago Bears. And then... And then there's the palace intrigue with the NFL organization as a whole. I mean, there are 65,000 emails that were gathered from that investigation with six, the Washington six, football no, team. Yeah, six, yeah 650,000. Thank you. Even more. <laughs> and, and so the team gets a fine, and so the Washington football team gets a financial slap on the wrist for owner Daniel Snyder, while 40 victims who claim that the Washington football team had a hostile work environment are still left wanting for some kind of justice. And then you've got to applaud Roger Goodell, a modern-day Vito Corleone, Mm -hmm. with how this all played out. And then there's Mark Davis, who has yet to fully address the media. I mean, silence is not leadership, John. I mean, his father, Al Davis, would have recognized this crisis for what it is. And he would he would have engaged with the media and their fans. And it appears also that this is the most troubling part to me. It appears that he that that Mark Davis had these uh, emails from Gruden before they were made public. Mm-hmm. Why did he wait so long for Gruden's resignation? I mean, it's just sickening. Um, maybe maybe he felt forced that he needed to do the right thing, or maybe there were some legal issues to hash out. But I, I don't know. Regardless, Mark Davis was surely in it and failed to do the right thing before Sunday's games, John. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, and so now how do you think that uh, it's going to be with a special teams coach leading the charge? And they, you know, they go against, they come into this next game, you know, with basically they're starting two cornerbacks on injured reserve. It's it's not good, John. It's it's just not good. I mean, I'm I, I tend to be a pretty positive person. I tend to be ebullient. I tend to be enthusiastic about most things, but you know, just looking at all these signs, it's, it's not encouraging. Mm-hmm. And um, the the one thing that I thought was encouraging is that Mike Mayock did come out and, and address the press, and he does such a masterful job at it, and tried to spin the positive things about what was going on. The team is three and two. Uh, Rich Bisaccia, while no one really knows much about him, he has been a leader of men for many years in the NFL, and and the, and the players love him. So, and he had his first news conference, was kind of hilarious. I mean, you know, he he couldn't hear what the what the reporters were were talking about in the press conference, so he'd go away from the podium and get closer so he could hear. <laughs> I mm-hmm. thought it was great. 
very unrehearsed, which is encouraging to see. But still, and I think they'll be okay, but that's just it. Okay is not good enough for the Raider Nation. I mean, we've waited long enough. We've had 20 seasons of ineptitude with one one season where we went to the playoffs. The only reason we went to the playoffs is because of Derek Carr, and he had broken his leg before, so we were out of the playoffs. You know, and, that, and are they going to sign Derek Carr to a long-term deal for $40 million a year? I mean, you and you've got all of these uh, these these you know, the rookie class three years ago. They're all up for contract now. What are you going to do with that? Well, and also, uh, so, I mean, would you agree that uh, there's no way Mike Mayock is going to be back next year? Well, it's a good question. Uh, it's a good question. I'd like to see him back. I always I, I do I do too because I like him. But then the problem is, I mean, he's done so, other than this year, he's done a good job of drafting. But in uh, all the other years, he's done a horrible job of drafting. Well, and I, but I also think that, that and people were saying that Gruden makes the decisions, and, and that goes back to his personnel moves. Right. Look, Gr- John Gruden has has basically he has drafted one player of note in the first round, and that was Aqib Talib. Mm-hmm. You talk to me about any of the first rounders he's drafted that have been of note. There haven't been any. So you know that's that's those are the facts. Right. So, those are the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the facts. And you just got to recognize that he's just not good. That's why you need a general manager. That's mm-hmm. why Seahawks fans should be so overjoyed because they've got John Snyder, who does a great job. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, you, that's the way it works. Winning teams have general managers who manage the personnel side of the business, and you have coaches who coach the, the players on the gridiron. And, you know, it's rare when it works. You know, yeah, you got Belichick. You know, uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's a thing in and of himself, but it's very rare. I mean, capable coaches haven't been able to pull it off. I mean, Mike Holmgren, a great coach, right? But he, he wasn't able to do it. Tom Flores, another great coach, wasn't able to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's in the Hall of Fame, and we all know how I feel about Tom Flores, right? So, I mean, why go against the grain? I mean, the Raiders have always done this, but this is not a good example of going against the grain. They did hire Reggie McKenzie. Some of his moves proved to be actually very decent. Right. I mean, you guys have a you guys have a right guard with, who was drafted by by Reggie McKenzie in the third round. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gabe Jackson, a great player. I mean, Derek Carr, and another great player. But but you know, a lot of people for whatever reason didn't like Reggie because he was he was very calm and he was very um, he, he didn't have a magnanimous personality. Mm-hmm. And 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 so what the guy and the guys handled the the salary cap great, I mean we were in t- dire straits with that organization because of the moves that Mr. Davis made when, when when you know when he really wasn't when he was much older, and and so Reggie really resurrected that franchise and then Gruden comes in wants his own guy in there and gets Reggie out within the year, and then on top so, of it I mean you have all the you know the four people in the front office that uh, ended up. You know, either getting fired or leaving uh, with that controversy. Well, that's right, and we still don't know. We really don't know no. what 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 went, what went down there. You've got a guy who was an intern who mm-hmm. ended up becoming president, Mark Bedane, and who the, I don't think the move would have would have been as effective or as successful as it was without Mark Bedane. Um, uh, you know, manning the ship there to make it happen. You got. I mean, you can give you can give Mark Davis some credit. Yeah. He, he did hire Mark Bedane to do that work. And I'll tell you, again, uh, Bedane, uh, I've always liked. I mean, in fact, uh, I know through the years, talking to people in the Raider, Raider organization, uh, is that uh, they've, they've really respected him because I mean, he had done such an incredible job with the cap. 
well, he did a great job with the cap, and he also uh, most people wouldn't do this, but I did it. I would I would watch the the, the Oakland uh, City Council meetings when yeah. he would uh, prepare statements for the organization, and he did a masterful job with that. Um, he seemed like a very um, um, affable gent, mm-hmm. but very professional, right? And and whatnot, and I, I just. So I think Mark Davis feels a bit naked right now. Oh yeah. And 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 I think how he he actually felt pushed like he was like 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 the, this is what the NFL wants. Mm-hmm. But this is this is what the NFL should have. They shouldn't have some guy saying such reprehensible comments right. in private. And he and he did this from 2011 to mm-hmm. 2018 right before he was hired. This is who John Gruden is. And it's very sad. Very sad. Yeah, very sad. Hey, got 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 to run. Okay. Thank, thanks, Jim. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Hey, Tara. Hi, Mr. Clinton. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. A little bit disappointed with with, with Russell Wilson and Chris Carson yeah. going on interviews. How do you see um, their next three games? playing out and how do you see Alex Collins doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, right now I'm very pessimistic you know, because, again, uh, you know, the defense has been horrible. Now you don't have your top running back. You don't have your Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, not, and that's not a knock on Geno Smith. But now you go against Pittsburgh, which has a decent defense, and you know how are they going to do? So I, I, I'm, I'm looking very pessimistically, not, and not just at this week, but even the next couple, well, again, Jacksonville is going to be okay. They'll, they'll win that one. But again, it's like uh, they're 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 playing at such a disadvantage, you know, not having a quarterback and a, their top running back. I mean, sure, they can have Alex Collins do some good things, but I mean, he's still not as good as Chris Carson, and Geno's not as good as uh, Russell Wilson. Right, and I totally agree with you. I felt like. In the Niners game, Alex Collins did a great job. Mm-hmm. There was a change of pace. So I think that there is sometimes where Alex Collins can make things happen that Chris Carson can't. But again, if you look at, it's not just Russell Wilson who's banged up. It's also DK Metcalf banged up with a knee issue too. So you wonder how much separation he'll get and now I think that um Reno will have to rely on the tight ends and I really like Gerald Everett I think he was a great pickup but Will Disley after his injuries a few years ago he doesn't look like the same he looks a lot slower than he did no I I, 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 I Tara I disagree I mean look at the long catch that he had in the one game I mean, you can still see he has speed. He's a good blocker. I, I think he's fine. Do you see, who do you see stepping up on defense this game? Hmm, I mean, what what they need is Bobby Wagner to really to have a good game. You know, certainly they need for the uh, Jamal Adams to have a good game. You know, they, they just need for the secondary to match up with the linebackers, not allow those open passes in the middle of the field. I agree. I think their D-line needs to step up. I mean, Carlos Dunlap, maybe he's getting double teamed, but he hasn't stepped up. He hasn't had many sacks. Mm-hmm. Although the Niners game, I really liked how he set the edge in the running game. And 
also Puna Four needs to step up because I really like how not, um, Pittsburgh's running back mm-hmm. Nazi Harris he looks really good. Right. Yeah, but you know, in the end, it's like what you're looking at is that uh, you know, the, and it's just you know, things just haven't come together. And I mean, uh, I'm just stunned that this could be one of the off seasons because again nobody expected it everybody expected good things and now you look at all the odds that are against this team right now it doesn't look good right i agree and that goes back to pete carroll's press conference of him saying last game that he saw the defense making the same mistakes in the vikings game Mm -hmm. which is like you just said, not good. And they and they haven't been as aggressive. They're playing very soft defense, like letting pass is in front of them. If they, they, all of them need to step up. Agreed. Hey, Tara, thank you for the phone call. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. How are you and Pat doing? Doing well, doing well. Good, good. She's going to be watching a lot of college games today, huh? Oh, always does. I mean, particularly particularly Arkansas. It's, yeah. I mean, it starts with that. Hey, John, I was watching uh, Good Morning Football NFL Network Tuesday yeah. morning. Yeah. They were interviewing several retired players. Do you remember this player from New England, a tackle named Ryan O'Kennigan O'Caro? Ryan O'Caro? No, I don't. He, he was a tackle, but he was a gay football player. Okay. He played for New England. They were interviewing him. He said that he works for the NFL with Roger Cadell very closely side by side. Uh-huh. He said something very interesting. He said that there's quite a few gay players in the NFL, but they're afraid to come out because of what happened to Michael Sand. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. And, and he said that if they happen to come out, they might get blackballed. Yeah, I mean, I think that is a fear. There's no doubt, and that shouldn't happen. I mean, again, it's like, uh, I mean, you have the choice of how you want to live your life. I mean, you're talking about what, uh, you know, 1,600, 1,800 players in the league. And so naturally, the number of gay players is more than probably has been admitted. And so, uh, I, I mean, I, I think it's a shame that that happens. And again, I don't know at some point, I mean, you can see now in other sports and uh, things of that nature, I mean, players are you know less uh, worried about that. But no, I think that uh, you, you, you worry about that here in the National Football League, and that's sad. Yeah. The reporter was trying to bait him to say, well, who are some of those in the big... He didn't want oh, to yeah. to name names. Yeah. He says, I'm not going to name names. Yeah. No, I agree, but, and nor should he. Yeah, John John Gruden, boy, he opened up the Pandora's box, oh, didn't he? he really uh, did. You don't know what direction now where this is going to go. No, we don't. I mean, obviously it's not going to be going in a good direction because, again, the Raiders right now are an absolute mess. I mean, they because, are. you know, you got uh, Gruden out. Uh, you got, you know, four front office people that uh, got fired for whatever reason, and that we don't know about that. I mean, you got Mike Mayock right now, you know, sitting sitting there now. with Because, you know, again, say what you want about Mayock. I, I like him so much. 
I know I did a story on him last year. I've liked him for so many years. Hey, listen, I covered him in 1981 when wow. he was a rookie safety for wow. the uh, draft choice for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow, you go way, way, way back, John. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like I go back with him to 1981 when he was drafted by the Steelers. I think it was in the sixth round or something like that. And it's like, so I go back with him a long way, and I like him so much. And again, he's been so good to me through the years, whether it's going to be in the NFL Network or whether it's going to be, you know, as a general manager. But again, it's like he wasn't in charge of that. It was it was Gruden in charge, and Gruden yeah. had no plan. I mean, Gruden would go yeah. in each day and, you know, change what he wanted to do or did whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't going to live up to that 10-year contract. There's no way. No, no, no. Hey, John, I heard something very interesting this week. They said that the Raiders might be considering Tomlin, even though that Tomlin's on a one-day, one-year contract every year. Is there any news on that? No, I don't. I mean, again, it's like the Steelers aren't going to let him out. Uh, Steelers will take care of him. I mean, so it's like, uh, I mean, you, you may want him, but unless you're going to trade for him, and they're not going to accept a trade for Mike, giving up Mike Tomlin, that won't happen. Yeah, he'd be stupid to go there. Oh, yeah, agreed. Hey, John, I got a question. I could see the Steelers winning this game tomorrow, but they're going to have to run a lot because the Seahawks can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they, the, the small passing game is right in the middle of the field. It's open. Seattle can't defend the pass in the middle of the field, so I think that the Steelers can get something done. What do you think? I think so, too. I mean, right now, I, I think it looks good for them because, again, I mean, you don't have Russell Wilson, so that you know, they're not going to get to 25-plus points a game. I mean, you know, I, I think Geno can do a good job, but he's not going to score big. And then uh, on top of it, you don't have Chris Carson. And then, uh, on, you know, the, the, only, the only worry you have is how bad the offensive line is. Yeah, because the offensive line is so bad. I mean, I'll tell you the one thing that I find amazing. You know, it's like you look at the defense, and we know that the defense is one of the most talented in the NFL. But did you realize, Mike, that, uh, you know, here they are uh, five weeks into the season, and they only caused 10 turnovers. It's like, and and then on top of it, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. It's 10 sacks, five of them by... uh, T.J. Watt, and then uh, four turnovers, four turnovers in five games. And out of that, you know, they've scored no points on the turnovers and given up 27. But a lot of the guys are hurt on defense, John. Yeah, agreed. Devin a Bush. All banged up. Yeah, Watt's banged up. Yeah, they don't have Stephon Tuitt. They don't have Tyson Owalu. Hey, John, one quick thing. I know you do a radio broadcast out of Pittsburgh every Wednesday. What are they saying long term? What is the Steelers' goal for next year as far as a quarterback? Uh, they got to go get one because it looks like uh, this is it for Ben. Oh, yeah, he's done. But, but again, well, and again, I, I, like I, I know on my hit this week, uh, you know, I brought up and my, the guys confirmed, Andrew Filipponi and all, and all that, is that, uh, you know, when they played Green Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Steelers, there was a lot of winking going on. Uh, they can't afford Rodgers. Why not? They won't have they won't have twenty five million dollars in Ben. Could you see that happening? Yes. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, I think it that's that's one option that he would favor. You got to wait and see on that. I mean, would that would that cover things pretty well? It would, but the Roonies don't do business like that. Well, I mean, uh, uh, they they they've ch- let's put it this way, they've changed. 
they've changed in one sense because you know now they have come back and uh, you know they they traded up to get the uh, Micah Fitzpatrick. They've traded up to get Devin Bush at the tenth pick in the draft. They never did that before. But so but they had they had to fix that defense, John. Look well, at that right way. now, right now they have to fix the offense if Ben Roethlisberger is going to re- yeah. be, retire. Hey, thank you for the call, Mike. 866-979-ESPN-206421-ESPN. ESPN. Let's go to Irish Menke. Hello, Mr. Clayton. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Although I'm concerned today for the Irish. Mm-hmm. They've, they're playing their toughest opponent, I believe, for the whole year. And, and who are they playing? BYE. Okay. Yeah, they've got the they've got the week off. They've had the week off mm-hmm. going into mm-hmm. next week, and they play USC. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. That's their big, big, big rival game. Right, right. And it's a good thing, Mr. Clayton. You know, I was reading something the other day that uh, this the first five games, the Irish had over 30 players missing missing games and stuff because of injuries mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, they've just been decimated by, by you know, the injuries and stuff. Right, and you could you got to explain one thing. Yes, sir. Because obviously I haven't watched one minute of Notre Dame football. Well, Mr. Clayton, shame on you. Yeah, I know. Whatever. But again, it's like uh, you—you've touted, and rightfully so, the offensive line. I did. Why is the offensive line so bad? Well, just for what I just mentioned to you, as, mm-hmm. as far as injuries, but more importantly, last year's all-world offensive line. Uh, four of the five offensive starters were drafted in the NFL. Okay. So they basically had to start from scratch, mm-hmm. and, and and basically they only have one true veteran to speak of. Uh, that's the center. Right. The left tackle, because of injuries, they were down to their third-string left tackle. Mm-hmm. And it's just a question of, uh, as you know, offensive lines are – uh, take time to develop as far as the players. They really have to learn how to be in sync with each other. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, any any football team, you've got the offensive lines always go sticking together, going out together, eating together, living together almost. You know? Right, right, right. Just because that's what it takes to, to really be efficient. Now, they're going to be fantastic going forward here because they've had the five games, they've got a break, uh-huh. and they're, they're starting to become comfortable with and familiar with uh, their positions and and how to play and what each guy's doing. That's why. Yeah, so okay. Injuries and then basically uh, a whole brand new new uh, offensive line. Mm-hmm. Okay. The talent is there, Mr. Clayton. Yeah. The but... talent is there. It's just a question. It doesn't matter how talented you are if you can't learn how to play with each other as far mm-hmm. as offensive lines go. Agreed. Agreed. And that's what they're doing now. So they're going to be great. Trust me, they're going to be fantastic. The running game is going to pick up considerably over the next five games. You know, they play USC next Saturday mm-hmm. at home, North Carolina the following week, Navy, uh, big three games, but they'll win them all. They'll play Virginia at the road, Georgia Tech at home, and uh, out for Thanksgiving with Stanford, and that's their schedule. Wow. Uh, they're going to run the table, Mr. Uh, well, yeah, you said they're going to go undefeated. Well, I know. I thought you, they you, would, you were but, wrong. Uh, I didn't anticipate the the uh, offensive line being mm-hmm. so so green. Right. You know, so, but say, hey, a one-loss team in, in these days and be dealing with that offensive line, it's not bad. The defense is super. Mm-hmm. You, you really should take some time and check out Hamilton. He's yeah. the safety, all-American safety. Mm-hmm. The, the kid's incredible. 
there, there are those uh, NF, early NFL draft things. They, they've got him going in the top five. Wow. To, to uh, any number of teams. Mm-hmm. Going to pick up on this kid because he's fantastic. But, Mr. Clayton, we've got more serious problems to deal with here. And what is that? The Seahawks. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, my God, Mr. Clayton. No, it looks you, bad. You know, I, I can't re- – I can, uh, it draws me back to that famous Bill Parcells quote, you are what your record says you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's terrible. And I was looking at the next five games they've got. They're gonna. They're only going to uh, win one game out of the next four, potentially. Well, well, we'll see because, I mean, you know, certainly you're talking about Jacksonville, but then they got the bye week, and by the bye week they should have uh, – you know, Russell Wilson back and uh, Chris Carson back. We'll see what they go there. Yeah, but, but he, he well, for sure, okay. So they've got they've got uh, they're on the road with the Steelers this right, weekend, right? Uh, and then they come back home. They play the Saints, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't think they'll beat the way they are right now. Yeah, Saints, Saints aren't Saints aren't that good. I know, but you think the Seahawks are that good? No. Well, okay, so <clears throat> you know, and then Jacksonville is mm-hmm. on Halloween night. Yeah. Trick or treat, huh? Uh, well, yeah. No. I hope it's not a trick. Yeah, well, let's put it this way. Let's have somebody disguised as a coach who's not Urban Meyer <laughs> out well, there. I understand. I understand. Let's just hope the Seahawks don't play down to the level of the competition. Yeah, well, right now they, they are, and they've got to uh, do better. Hey, thank you for the oh, call, Mr. Irish. Clayton, have a great day. You and Mrs. Clayton, oh, okay. hey, thank you. go. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN John Clayton Show seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on seven ten ESPN Seattle and seven ten sports dot com. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Mike in Seattle. Hey Mike. Hey John. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday to you. Thanks Happy for Saturday. My call. Yeah yeah okay hey one of the chat with you. I was reading about this article with Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft and <clears throat> Bill Belichick and yeah. made numerous blunders in the draft and handling of his players. I mean, the biggest one, of course, is the GOAT, right? Not re-signing Tom mm-hmm. Brady. wonder what Bill Belichick was thinking there, right? That was, uh, yeah. that was the player that actually caught um, that was the um, the uh, uh, the masking of all the blunders that he'd made in the past, really, is having Tom Brady on his back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you think that Robert Kraft is going to make a change over no. in New England? No, I don't think so. I think that... I don't uh, think so? No. I mean, you know, I, I, in fact, we uh, talked to Seth Wickersham, who did the big book on the, uh, on, on the, on the Patriots and the departure of Brady and the problems that you know, Brady had and even Kraft had with Belichick. And all the problems that uh, Belichick had, but again, say what you want. I mean, he's the greatest coach in the history of the league because of the success that he's had. Now, obviously, so much of it has to be because of Brady, but also what you have to look at is that uh, you know it's like you know he he's st- he, he's still a good coach. Uh, it's just that uh, you know his front office stuff right now is showing up. Like for example, I mean, look how many years he's not been able to get anything at wide receiver in the draft. Right. Right. I mean, you have to you have to go back right. to De- you have to go back to Dion Branch to have one of the great successes as far as you know a good a good wide receiver that he drafted. Now, sure, we can talk about mm-hmm. Julian Edelman, but it's like okay, so did did he plan to draft him in the seventh round and have Edelman as good as he is? No, on that one, it just turned out to be mm-hmm. a wide receiver that worked out, not a wide receiver right. that he, he you know he featured. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he totally made a mistake in the Keel Harry, right? I mean, oh, and he's terrible. I mean, the guy's <laughs> awful. You look at the, the the receivers that were picked after that guy. And then you know, get, I mean, he had this. He has this tendency because he doesn't doesn't want to pay everybody. That it's like get rid of mm-hmm. a guy early, like you get rid of Chandler Jones, and you know Chandler Jones has been the best pass rusher in football since leaving the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now I'm gonna flip that side over to um with with the Seahawks here. Yeah. Um, I feel like you know watching this um, Pete Carroll ever since uh, the, the the era that he's in now. Can think of thinking of Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really had like what two era, right? I mean, the current one here with the Seahawks, and the other one with. USC Trojans, right? Right, and also, and I mean, you, you, go, you go back to the, the Jets and the Patriots and say what you want. I mean, he didn't have, yeah. a, you know, he wasn't great there, but he still got two playoff games. Right, but he, he, he was asked when he was hired here in Seattle in 2010 what he's going to do differently, and I think I remember him saying that he's going to be able to do it his way this yeah. time. You recall that? Yeah, right. You know? And, you know, I feel like when he came here, I mean, he's built a great program, you know, got a lot of great players, you know, got, I think, the jackpot of this organization, mm-hmm. 2012 draft, getting Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, uh, Russell Wilson in the third round. I mean, that, that was a jackpot. And then the years before that, I mean, we've gotten Cam Chancellor, we've gotten, you know, Eric Thomas. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he built a program just like he built programs when he was in USC, where every primetime college player went sure. to USC. Right. He had some tremendous, tremendous talents to start off with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm wondering really like as great of a coach as Bill Belichick is, he's certainly an X, Y, and O kind of guy. I see that in, in, in looking at these two coaches in contrast. I don't see the same with Pete Carroll though, because it's, it's really been showing a lot the last two or three years and how this defense, which supposedly Pete Carroll is a defensive-minded coach, has continued to struggle mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball. The only, the, the only person, the only player that actually keeps him competitive is number three. Right. And even with number three this year being healthy before he got hurt, I didn't feel any more confident in this team doing anything good after, you know, watching after the Indianapolis game. And the certain problems that we've seen last year yeah. were already evident. There's been no fixes to it. I don't know. I don't really think personally that Ken Norton has been the right hire at that position. I think Ken Norton is a great position coach player, like he was in the Super Bowl years with mm-hmm. linebackers, um, you know, coaching them. And, I mean, we got like what Malcolm Smith, seventh round pick, converted running back you know, to a, a right. linebacker, a great, a great player. Because he had some great, he had a great position coach in Ken Norton. Hey, under hey, but, great hey got, Mike, Mike, I'm up against it right now, so I've got to run. Uh, but okay. The, you, you, Pete Carroll has been great. I mean, he's been he's a Hall of Fame coach, and he's doing well. Thank you for the phone call. Thank you, John. Have a great day. All right, it's the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.